everyone, this is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. I did not get a chance to podcast podcast yesterday. It was super busy. Um, I, in fact, you know, I can't really podcast at the crib. You know, when I'm working from home, it's already a challenge because dementia patients don't care that you're busy with something else. It's a very narcissistic disease. At least it has been in my experience. Now, my dad had it, but I wasn't his caregiver. But with my mom, it's just like, you drop everything and do what I want. And she can't hear. And she, her comprehension skills seem to be diminishing. So my hands are always full. And I just could not carve a window out. I had to do some other stuff. And it just, you know, just didn't get a chance. But I'm here with you now. And I apologize because I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to podcast. I always want to podcast, but... The way things are set up uh, in this particular stretch of time is just going to be almost impossible to, to do that if uh, I can't isolate. And, you know, it's getting harder and harder to isolate. You know, this morning, instead of just being asleep peacefully, she was up looking for, I guess, a criminal. I don't know. But I'm like, you can't save us. I don't tell her what my dad told me. First thing you need to do when you hear a sign of trouble is find me, period, because <laughs> you ain't going to save us. You know, it's just it's sad and it's frustrating. I have a lot of things in my life that are frustrating, but this is the most time-consuming, energy-consuming, and I'm just, I really have to just do something. I think the time of being patient with it and trying to see what's going to happen, I think that's just over. So anyway, enough of that. Um, I was having a conversation yesterday, and you know, I'm not a I'm not a person that believes that you got to run around worrying about your reputation, like you did maybe when you were in high school. But I mean, your reputation is important, and if every story about you that I hear is not good, then I'm then I don't feel good about you. You know what I mean? It's like everybody can't be wrong you know so if every story is coming back like a certain way and it sounds a certain way then it's like dude you know like what how are you out here living you know and I think uh people are bullies they just they just look different a bully in high school like a bully in grade school looks one way and a bully in high school looks another way and then there are grown bullies we all know one Somebody who just bulldozes you with their opinion, who thinks they're right all the time and uh, they don't have to listen to you. They drive aggressive. They're just aggressive and uh, they're not willing to have a conversation because they think they're right. You know, and I think, you know, one of the major uh, sort of tenets that I live by is everything is worth a conversation. You know, at some point, things elevate to where we need to have a conversation. And that is whether it's going to be the beginning of something or the end of something or, you know, it could be relationship-wise, work-wise. At some point, you need to have a conversation. And if people aren't willing to have a conversation with you, they're bullies. That's what cancel culture is. It's a bully situation. You know, any this whole Dave Chappelle thing was completely blown out of proportion to me. Because it's like he's in my age group. We we don't understand what y'all talking about. We don't. But he was willing to have a conversation. I mean, he was friends with a transgender person who was bullied to death by cancel culture because of him. 
you know. And if you notice, this was the first time I've ever seen Dave not smoke. Usually through his specials, he smoked. I think this bothered him. He wanted to have a conversation. And he's a comedian. So where do you have a conversation? On stage. But, you know, this cancel culture, this... And it's not just even cancel culture. It's this whole, if you don't agree with me, I don't care what you have to say. And I don't know when that became, like, the way to just be in the world. It's always existed. Everybody knows one person who just could not have a conversation or an argument with you because everything was like, you're just dead-ass wrong and I'm right and shut up. Everybody's met somebody like that and maybe... If you don't know anybody like that, you're that person, right? So everybody's known that there are people who shut everything down and they're bullies. That's bully behavior. Um, but now it's like part of the culture, you know? If 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 you don't see it the way I see it, then you could just shut the fuck up and I don't care what you think. Like, who? how can you live like that, you know? Everybody's not always right. And if you are truly vested in your standpoint, try to convince other people to see your side. But the whole idea, like, well, I don't have to convince people. You either see it or you don't. Like, what? how do you live like that? That's not really living. And, and I think that's what's wrong with our country. That's what's wrong with our politics, for sure. You know, the fact that we only have two parties to choose from. You can't go to the store right now and buy anything and there's just only two brands of it. You know what I mean? Like everything comes in just like tons of like stand in the uh, feminine hygiene aisle. You'll be there forever. I mean, it's just like a cornucopia. Same with dishwashing detergent. Same with candy bars. There's not just two. So it's ridiculous. And we I think they're doing this. The only thing Republicans and Democrats agree on is that there should be only two parties. But what they don't realize is they're destroying each other. People are going to become completely disenfranchised. Because I'm not so sure why people are so angry with Democrats just in this election term. I mean, I think people were ready to be done with the Trump show. I know I was, and I'm glad he's gone. He was incompetent and, I don't know, a, a tad evil and mischievous. I mean, I think this is all like some sort of weird game to him to keep his name in people's mouths so he can make money, you know? Um, and granted, a lot of people use public service to make money. When you don't, when people aren't talking about serving other people and, uh, you know, they get their first paychecks and you can see the come up, then chances are they're not really all about public service. Chances are they're not about service at all. <laughs> Chances are they just needed to get paid. And I think that's the Trump brand. And I think there are a lot of Democrats masquerading under that brand. I really do. I don't think the Democrats are any better than the Republicans. I think both parties are pretty much a shit show. And that's just my opinion on that. And, um, you know, nationally, I don't see anything in either party that it inspires me. I, I like Biden more than Trump. I like that Biden is well-intentioned, but he's super old. No disrespect. But, you know, he started off a press conference the other day coughing, 
I think it was yesterday, and it's like, dude, you, are you all right? You know, he's just old. He's forgetful. I deal with a, I deal with a geriatric person every day. That is not what I prefer as president, but do I prefer him over Trump? Yeah. But does the Democratic Party need to get themselves together? Hell yeah. And, they're, and I'm behind Andrew Yang and the whole idea of a third party. There actually needs to be a fourth and a fifth party. This is goofy. It's very, very goofy. And I guess going all the way back to my original point, you know, bullies come in all shapes and sizes. And uh, bully behavior, unfortunately, it doesn't always go away. If you were once a bully, you could probably stay a bully. You just bully people differently as you get older. And it's it's mad unimpressive, man. Be a better human being than that. People deserve to have a conversation. And not only does cancel culture seem ridiculous, you need to have the conversation, but you also have to be open to what the other person is saying. People don't all have to agree with you. I never expect people to agree with me. I have a, a, a ton of agree-to-disagree situations, but we have enough respect for each other to say, hey, we're never going to see eye-to-eye eye on this. It's not going to be a thing. Let's move on. You know? So I just I don't respect bully culture. I don't respect cancel culture. And, you know, everybody who feels victimized by something, especially black people, I love being black. It's my favorite thing about myself, really. It's just a good a good thing. I love black people. I love being black. But there's not a collective black experience. And American journalism would like you to believe that every black person grew up poor and broken and they don't have anything and didn't know their dad. And that wasn't everybody's experience. It certainly was not mine. And there was a black middle class, and I was part of it. Middle working class, but definitely middle class. And black people really frustrate me because when you hear the that that one person who tries to say because their experience was what it was that's the experience for all black people and you need to get aboard with you know like all these people who just won elections the first asian this the first uh, second black person the second black mayor of new york city but at this point in my life i don't care what color people are can you do the job are you going to be a good mayor? I don't care that you're the first Asian mayor. I mean, congratulations, but are you going to be the best mayor anybody's ever seen? Because that's what I'm interested in. I don't care about what your bag is. Just be good at your job, especially these politicians. And, and American media really feeds into that. You know, the first Asian this, the second black that. And then people get all excited and clap hands and stuff. But then it's like, but it, does this person know what they're doing? Are they going to uh, be an asset? to the collective, to the human collective. Forget the race part. You know, people wonder why we can't get past it. It's because people don't want to get past it. And black people know better than anybody. If you grow up in a black neighborhood, your first bully was black. The first person who stole your bike was black. The first person who cussed you out and called you everything but a child of God was black. You know? all So this whole notion that black people are always kind to other black people and black people always got each other's back. It's a myth. And it really only gets suspended for politics. Or when it when you feel like it's something you got to I got to support the black man. Really? Is he good though? You know, I don't I just don't understand. I I don't get it. 
I am fiercely opposed to just, you know, oh, it's a woman. I didn't vote for Hillary because she was a woman. I just didn't care. She's polarizing. I did not vote for her uh, in a primary. I really didn't. I felt the burn. Then he sort of seemed to go off the rails. And then Hillary, of course, uh, just got robbed. I mean, boy, what a weird time in history. Oh, they unleashed Trump on us. I mean, we've done our uh, we've done our penance. We need you know we need some wins here. <laughs> As a country, we deserve uh, we deserve a lot of the grief we've gotten, but we we need a break. We need a COVID break. We need uh, we just need to cool off some of this, this this hot topic conversation. And again, there's somebody using those hot topics and hashtags to advance their cause and they don't give a damn what happens to you. You know it's true too. That's why you some of you are like, hmm, it's giving you pause. All right, fam. I've rambled on quite a bit today. Well, I missed you guys. And I saw those historical elections yesterday and I was thinking, fucking cares. Are these people gonna do a good job though? I'm so tired of this, you know? So tired of this. And what if we lived in a in a country where everybody was the same race? You know we still wouldn't all get along, right? You know? <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of countries that are completely all one race and they do not get along. I'm thinking China. So anyway, I hope everybody has an amazing day. It is now November the fourth. Please be your best. Thank you for listening. And as always, I got mad love for you. And that's better than regular love, just FYI. All right? Talk soon. So you know they gotta have it, can't give it free, gotta charge your feet, make believe it's a need, they buy it automatic. Uh, all eyes on me, gotta sacrifice time and privacy, me and Papa about to play and hide and seek, go steal a Royce Royce, finna driving streets, so... Now the money's in play, keep a hundred in case, feeling sly, wanna buy the whole place. Now the honey's in the days, the haters constipated, looking funny in the face. Wait, he expressed a sense of taste, he moving too fast, he seeks a sense of space. Smith and Wesson just in case, lunatics, loser, gotta keep my family safe, ayy. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, now you know it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, now you know it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, now you know it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, now you know it's so now you got the fame, now they know your name, but you swear you never changed, huh? But that was all vain, cause now they know your name and now that is all changed, uh. Ironic how I'm on the same time as Aquinas until Judas Rooster with the pirates. Accusing Zeus of defiance, trying to knock him off his feet cause they beat the highest. But my mystique's Messiah, supreme ethereal being, I'm pleading peace and quiet. I beseech the liars who can't reach the pyre, I'm gonna meet the fire, but we need the needle cause we love the fame, we need the drug, we need the fix, we need the buzz. I'm a fiend it seems, I need it cause, uh. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine.
So, can you handle pressure? Can you motivate yourself to channel extra effort? Or will you heat pleasure? Living in heaven, having to watch your own legend. Cocaine with Cobain, no pain but more prone to throat things Like Chris Brown pissed at his old dame The fame being the reason your whole soul changed But when your fandom cheers, you shine in that light like a chandelier Can you tame the beast? Should I know I can, man, I came to feast In a Porsche with suicide doors Parked in me winehouse, but do I die for? Huh. Truly I'm foreign, it's all bad apples like fruit and I'm orange It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins Taking over, it's changing me It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins Taking over, it's changing me Fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over, it's changing me. It's the fame machine, I can feel it in my veins, taking over. Will you sell your soul or ass like an old Kardashian show? Huh. Or go for fame like a pro and have the masses follow your actions around the globe? Either way, the blade favors none. Ask MJ what is facing up. Ask Miley Cyrus why she plays a slut. Yo, ask OJ, hey, who made you run? Huh. Fame, running plays for scum, money pays for some, a hundred ways to stun. I know I've done it as a favor like maybe once back when I wasn't born in 1981. Huh. Call me crazy, but I'm paid up front. I fled to Beijing for an Asian lunch. Private planes, trains, and on the way you're blunt. Let me get these in Dubai, my favorite son. One.